This is Diaries of a Sensitive Soul. My name is Rachel Kelly. Welcome to my podcast. As a highly sensitive person, knowing there's so many others out there just like me, I wanted to create this podcast as a safe place to express myself and connect with others as I explore and share topics that many of us stay silent around. As a trauma-informed coach and narcissistic abuse specialist, you can expect both personal stories and educational insights along the way. My hope is that by hearing the raw and vulnerable parts of my life, you can remind yourself that you're never alone in yours. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Diaries of a Sensitive Soul. And today I have with me the lovely Cora, who is going to be sharing her experience and insights as a breathwork facilitator. And this episode is really going to be sharing with you the power of breath in supporting you to tap into your body's wisdom from emotional processing, releasing trauma, and learning to regulate our own nervous system and create safety within the body. So before I go, on to anything else I wanted to just welcome Cora and I'll get Cora just to introduce a bit about who she is and what she does in the world awesome. <laughs> hi thank you so much excited to be here that was a perfect introduction of what we're going to talk about today and yes my name is Cora and I am a trauma-informed transformational breathwork facilitator coach and yoga teacher And what I do is I really help people to reestablish safety in their bodies, connect with their hearts so that they can build a life and business that's really aligned with your authentic, uh, true self and um, being liberated from the traumas that we carry when we are suppressing our emotions and feelings. So Mm. excited to be here. Amazing. Yeah, I love that. Thank you for, for sharing that. So do you want to unpack a little bit about perhaps the type of breath work that you offer and the things that it can support with? Because I know that's kind of your big focus at the moment. And some of the things you said seemed so insightful in terms of, I know a lot of the people that will be listening here will want to know kind of the the way that breath can actually support you in tapping back into your body's wisdom. So yeah, I'd love to hear more about the style of breath and what's impactful about the style of breath work that you do. Yeah. So I practice a transformational breath work and what it is, is it kind of takes you on a, a, a full journey when we get together and do a transformational breath work journey. It's a three part breath. And the reason I call it a journey is because When you practice this type of breath, you're going to have a really significant experience. Um, People have come into this breath with an intention to heal something or maybe release a trauma or gain clarity around something. And they really leave with something changing very deeply at the core. We're accessing the subconscious and resolving feelings, memories, and traumas that have been stored sometimes your your whole whole lives. So people will come in and um, you can have a large emotional release or you can, you know, something will come up that you never really thought about because it's really deep in your subconscious. And so 
like you can access this in hypnotherapy or guided meditation, it's good getting deep into um, into that space and you're working, we're working in the theta space so we can heal things at a more rapid pace. So the breathwork is, it is a form of like an active guided meditation because we're using the breath to really access those deeper parts. And, and it's really working with all levels, um, spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical. Yes. Amazing. Okay. So insightful. And I have some more questions on that, but actually, as you were speaking, I'm really curious about kind of your own journey actually, and maybe a bit about your background just to kind of share, like, how did you get into this work? Like why breath work? Why is it something that you love to offer now and support people in? Like, how did you get to where you are today? Yeah. So my journey is, is pretty interesting. I started my own boutique Facebook ads agency and marketing agency for spiritual entrepreneurs um, and for transformational leaders. So I was always really attracted to transformational work. Um, I did my first transformational coaching workshop in 2017 um, in, in New York. I was at a point in my life where I was really feeling unfulfilled in the jobs that I was doing. And I was really making a lot of decisions around what I thought I should be doing with my life and what was making everyone else happy. And I was extremely unhappy. I wasn't living where I wanted to live. Um, I wasn't doing what I wanted to do. I knew that I was being called on a different path, but I didn't have the really like belief in myself to, to take the big leaps, to move to New York, to, to follow the pings. And I realized in that workshop that I wasn't making decisions for myself in my life from an empowered place. And it really set me on a new path. I hired my first coach. I moved to New York and started my own business. Working with, <laughs> with coaches and with healers. So it was like really in my field where I was just like obsessed with with that, but using my skills as a marketer to help them grow their businesses and really learning from and being expanded by all of these clients, like helping them grow their business, having a, a back-end look at how to grow. Being able to speak that language with, with them was really helpful. And being called into more of like a spiritual awakening, I wasn't fully fulfilled in what I was doing with the marketing work. And I think I was kind of, my soul was calling me on another path to become a facilitator myself. I was led to breath work because actually a client of mine who hired me to do her launch, I ended up doing that program. And my first breath work session, I had no idea what to expect. It was virtual because it was still right after COVID. And I do this breath work session and I'm having a great day thinking everything's fine. And all of a sudden I'm like having a temper tantrum, crying, screaming, just releasing so much. And I'm like, what is happening right now? Like I had no idea this was in my body. And it was so fascinating to me that all of the stuff that came up, I was just walking through my life, having no idea that it was just all the stored emotions that were bubbling up. And I just felt so much lighter after the session. And I began to recognize that the coaching and 
even like cognitive behavioral therapy and all of these things are great, but it was really leaving out the body and coming back into my body um, was like, there was just so much wisdom there. There was the answers there that I, that I wanted to, and also recognizing how disconnected I had been living and how much harder that was making my life because I was just kind of, yeah, living in this way that was disconnected from my mind and my body. And I think a lot of people are living that way. And so through the breath work, I kind of became obsessed with it where I was like, wow, this is, this is amazing. Um, And I started doing more kind of somatic experiencing work, started working with some psychedelic therapy to feel my feelings more. And to understand what that really means to be inside of yourself, to be in your body. And just kind of to back up a little bit, because I know somatic is like a, a, a buzzword, but it's really meaning that we're focusing on the body and how the emotions appear within the body. And so slowing down enough to feel, okay, where does this emotion feel? What does it feel like in my body? What happens to my body when I feel sadness or when I feel joy, like really noticing and recognizing how those sensations appear and how we experience, how we express emotions within the body. And so with breath work, it's like we have these uh, unresolved emotions and they become trapped in our body if we don't allow them to be expressed. Like if we're pushing down our feelings and emotions, like most of us are taught, they don't really just go away. It actually just stays and then clouds our our vision. And then we're looking through life through like a clouded glass of water when we really could be like having much more clarity on our purpose or our mission. Okay. Wow. Powerful. Yeah. I'm going to jump in there because there's so many things, amazing things that you said. And I just want to kind of tie that back in and just say that I, I love to hear about everyone's story, especially when we're like working in this space of transformational work and seeing the sim- similarities and patterns for everyone of how did we get to where we are? And it sounds like you started off on this path, learning kind of the coaching tools for yourself, accessing your own intuition, then went into your marketing space and ended up getting introduced to breathwork that way. It's interesting when you join the dots backwards, sometimes we kind of don't see where we're heading on a journey and things just all seem to line up and so nice to hear like how you've got to where you are and one of the big things that I always see is we always have this kind of transformative experience ourselves, and that's usually the thing that's like right okay this this made such an impact on me and all the things that I didn't even know that I had to look at or to heal and I guess that day you had that session what kind of prompted you to then start wanting to share this with the world and with other people. Yeah absolutely and it's funny because then that is the teacher who ended up creating a certification program was inspired to create the certification program that I ended up doing was a year-long trauma-informed facilitator program and she ended up being my my teacher who I became certified through so it's really interesting it's like her VA found me through an through Instagram through a random post that I had posted Mm-hmm. And it was one of my biggest clients and then became my biggest mentor and then led me on to my, my life path. And so, yeah, looking at those dots backwards of really following those pings and following that intuition, it's so important. It's yeah, our, our soul is leading us there. So I didn't even think of that. It's so, <laughs> so yeah. interesting. 
Yeah, it really is when you kind of look at where you are now. And I think that's always good to, you know, when we talk about our story and what got you to where we are, like sometimes, as you say, like it's just about following those desires. And I know you'll come on to sort of share a bit more about how breathwork can support with tapping into that intuitive part of you where you you learn to listen to what's a yes and a no within your body and start to follow that more. But it seems like you were kind of already on that path and just listening to like, what is the next step for me? And then that just kind of led you to where you are now, which feels like very much your cooling right and and the work you're here to do yeah yeah absolutely and I think like like I said like kind of learning that I hadn't really been making decisions for myself and from a place of you know I had felt kind of like I had been suppressing myself like my true self and my feelings and emotions for years and years and years until it was so built up where I felt so far away from her and through the coaching and through the breath work at the more that I processed the the feelings that had been suppressed in a safe space it's like the more I cleared that out of my field the the easier it becomes to listen to those pings the wow. easier it is to be like I feel just in more inside myself and closer to myself where it's like it becomes more obvious and just it becomes easier as as you go. And so having these tools are so important for anyone like having a hard time making decisions or, or trusting themselves, especially as a highly sensitive person. I think that we are raised where you're feeling everything around you. And it's almost like it's overwhelming or people are telling you, no, you don't feel that way. Or just from a place of not understanding where you're coming from, right? Or like the world isn't set up in a conducive way for highly sensitive, right? And it's not set up in a way that's slowed down to just sit with you, you know, and and help you feel and process big feelings and emotions as a as a young child. If you don't have someone who has that awareness or that time or that ability or that level of emotional regulation to sit with you and witness that and help you process that, then you're going to end up in a place of like distrusting your feelings and distrusting your emotions and therefore feel extremely disempowered. And so going back into those spaces, whether you're a young child through meditation or through breath work or through this type of, of work or techniques can help just to create that safety to to feel them and then access that intuition so you can rebuild that trust and be empowered because I think that's really what we need right now is we need people to be empowered, especially highly sensitive people and be able to not be taken over by the negativity in the world, but to like feel that empowerment inside and show up in your purpose and show up in your mission. Um, it's just so important right now for, for us sensitive people to, to be, you know, to hold that space, be empowered. I love that. Thank you for bringing that part in as well. And I'm going to come on to that in a second, that sensitivity piece. But I think just to come back to the breath work, I'm so curious to like hear from you and your perspective. What is it people come to you with and like how would a typical session look like and and yeah what's kind of involved because I know for myself that I've had a couple of different breath works and they've all been very very different experiences and for anyone maybe that hasn't had any experience with breath work could you just explain a little bit more like how this would look and why someone would come to you yeah absolutely 
So people come to me for a few different reasons. So I hold group breathwork classes and also one-on-one. And really a lot of the times the intention can be just to connect deeper with themselves, um, just out of curiosity. Maybe they feel that something is like bubbling up in them that they're looking for clarity around. Uh, These are all, they want to connect more with spirit. And so what's amazing about the breathwork practice is that it's, like I said before, it's, we're working on every level um, and it's helping to access that on every level. So I see it as a very deeply spiritual practice. Even if you're not spiritual though, like you are going to have a experience on breathwork that's going to shift something for you or with breathwork that's going to shift something for you. I believe that it really is spirit kind of just working through us. Like I believe that the breath is the spirit. It's the first thing that we do in this life. And it's the last thing we do. So when we're using our breath in a conscious way, we are opening up that portal and deepening our connection to our spiritual source. So people will have deep insights. They will have visions. They will release things that they, you know, memories or even seeing things from the future or from the past when they're in this state. And yeah, every session, something significant happens in a person's life because of the depth that we're working with. We're working on a vibrational level. So it's changing things at the very core. And yeah, just to go a little bit more into like the the physical part of it, is we're really only breathing with 20% of our capacity as we're moving through life. And so this specific technique, which is a three-part pranayama breath, um, where we're breathing in a conscious way into our belly, up into our chest and out through the mouth, really bringing oxygen into parts of our, our cells that we aren't normally using. And so we're doing that in a shorter period of time. So of course that's, we're using more of the capacity. So working with the oxygen, um, the life force and fueling every part of your body so that it's going to run, run better. Right. So, um, only using the 20%. Now we're like really pumping that up to almost using a hundred percent of the, the system that we have available to us. So it's going to really have so many, um, benefits on a physical level, especially with like detoxing. So 70% of our detoxification happens through the exhale. So with this technique, we're exhaling so many more times per minute. So we're just clearing out so much toxins literally on a physical level. And so that's going to lead to more clarity and, and functionality. And then the emotional and mental level, we're going through life and we're experiencing things and we're experiencing emotions about these things. And the easiest way to control what we're experiencing is actually for us to control our breath. And so we do this without really thinking about it, like holding our breath when, when things are stressful, um, you know, or we get messages as kids that we're not supposed to feel or express in this way. So we don't feel safe. And so we contract our breath and we stop the flow of that energy. When these emotions come up, they're meant to give us information. We're meant to feel it, experience it, and then integrate it with the rest of us. And if we stop that flow, the energy doesn't just disappear. 
it gets stuck, like we were saying, and, and muddies our field and clouds our visions and our bodies. So we're most of us are walking through life and we're carrying all this stuck, stagnant energy that doesn't need to be there. And then we're viewing our lives through like a cloudy filter, looking at life through old anger or fear or grief that's in the background that's affecting how we're experiencing everything. So when we can really do this, it, it's so important because it's like clearing out all of this old anger, grief and everything. So we can view our lives like more free. Like we're not viewing it through the lens of trauma. And I think that's why we do all of this healing work, right? So that we can be more at choice in our lives. And if we're not conscious of the traumas that are stored in our bodies that we're, we're moving through life with, then we're at less choice about the way that we're viewing things about how we're showing up, how we're creating our lives. So any kind of trauma work or healing work, whether it's with breath work or, you know, therapy or psychedelics or whatever it is, I think the, at the core of it, it's returning us back to choice. Yeah, that's so powerful. And it sounds like, you know, people will come to you for different things. They may or may not even know they've had certain traumas or they may just be experiencing life where they're a bit stuck, they're they're lacking clarity, or maybe someone said to you, you know, breath work can help. Because as we said before, the, the the world is becoming a bit more clued up around the impact of stored emotion and traumas in the body and how that really affects us through that trauma lens, you know, in our day-to-day lives. So it's really good to hear from, from you, like how that looks, because we all have that, you know, we've all had experiences where at some point in our lives, maybe a trauma response didn't get completed, or we've had this flow of energy stop from something that was maybe too overwhelming for our system. And so it's really good to hear that using the breath, the power of the breath, something we come into this world with, you know, it's the very first thing that that we do, something that is so natural to us. And, and by using that on a really conscious level, like there's so much that we can do to support ourselves with. So that's fascinating to me. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people are actually moving through life, like just braced up and actually holding your breath. And I I know for me, that's kind of how I had lived my life for a while of just like, yeah, moving through life, either really rushed or really fast paced or breathing in a really shallow way, or like actually holding my breath without even realizing. And so like slowing down and even just checking how I'm breathing right now and taking a deep breath. the diaphragm and like really feeling the belly expand and just becoming consciously aware of like how we're breathing and is your body tense and contracted where are you feeling tension noticing like the temperature or like the heaviness in different parts of our body even just stopping through the day and noticing that or taking a deep breath and deepening the breath, you might notice like, wow, I was holding my breath and I didn't even realize. I definitely relate to this as well. I'm someone that braces a lot and have been working on that a lot in my own nervous system to allow myself to feel safe enough to let go. It's something that feels very kind of unconscious to me and just being more curious about 
how I move through the day, you know, observing the breath. So it sounds like you can go in and you can release a lot of stuff, but just having this awareness of your breath on a day-to-day basis, as you shared with that beautiful practice, like it doesn't have to be complicated. We can just start off cultivating that mind-body connection and just bringing ourselves back into awareness of our breath on a day-to-day basis. So yeah, thank you for sharing that part. And I wanted to come back onto the part around the sensitivity, because I know we kind of address being a highly sensitive person. This podcast I created because I really wanted to spread awareness around the trait of being a highly sensitive person and knowing that something isn't wrong with us because we are sensitive, but we're just not really taught how to embrace our sensitivity or even be more in touch with our emotions as you touched on earlier. So how has the breath, let's say, supported you to get more in touch with your feelings, your sensitivity and and learn to be a bit more okay with that and know what's happening on your body on a deeper level? Yeah, I love how you said that of like the acknowledgement of like, there's nothing wrong with you for Mm -hmm. being a sensitive person. And I think that was a big journey for me of the context kind of that I was living my life from was I kind of grew up feeling like there was always something wrong with me and began getting labeled with all of these different things of, oh, you have anxiety. Oh, you have ADD. You have all of these things. And so the, the, I kept getting all these labels, getting prescribed different medications, right. And just reiterating the story of there's something wrong with you. Yeah. Yeah. That's really been the journey of, uh, again, like I was kind of living my life through that lens. And I think it's even what initially led me to um, transformational work coming from the place of, I need to fix myself because there's something wrong with me because I have just, I'm feeling so much and I don't know how to process it. I don't know how to regulate my emotions. So it's coming out as like, either outbursts or feeling depressed or, you know, crying or becoming so overwhelmed and just not having the tools growing up to regulate in a a proper way and then being labeled as things as I, as I grew up. Yeah. I love what you shared here and I can totally relate. Yeah. I think that that's a, such a huge part of my journey of what led me there that I'm still really working through of recognizing that, okay, actually healing is recognizing, right, that we're already whole and that we're already complete and that there's nothing wrong with us. And I remember having that realization as I started doing more of the somatic work of like, wow, I've been really living my life through that lens that there's something wrong with me, that I have these specific, you know, putting me in these boxes and labels or that I need these different medications and having that, that realization of almost how like that had created a, an abusive relationship with myself, because imagine you're with someone that you're like in a relationship with, and you're just constantly trying to fix them. And you're saying, Oh, this, this is wrong with you. This is wrong with you. Oh, you need to fix this. You need to fix that. That person would want nothing to do with you. That relationship would be kind of abusive. And so I recognizing that that was a relationship that I had kind of created with myself and that that really needed to be changed and into more loving and compassion. And I remember when I really started being with myself in a way of like, 
oh, wow, there's nothing to fix about you. You're actually just been a very sensitive, highly intuitive soul in a world that is not conducive to that. And you've been mislabeled and misdiagnosed. And it was like this wake up call for me. That was also a spiritual awakening of like, oh my gosh, I don't need any of these things. And I don't actually fit into any of these labels. And I really just need more love and compassion for myself and space to breathe. That is so yeah. Cool. yeah. I loved everything you said. I always talk about compassion and kindness and you know what you said before. And when when we look at ourselves, like we're already whole. But I think it's easy when we're talking about this kind of transformative work that a lot of people are coming to this because we feel that we need to be fixed in many ways. So I think the narrative and the language that we use around this type of work is also really important. People don't need fixing. We're just allowing ourselves to shed back all of those layers and that conditioning that isn't us and really allowing ourselves to find what's beneath that. And I guess through your practice with breath work, this is something that can help with that process of just starting to unpick and finding that intuitive part of you that is in touch with your own body's wisdom rather than all the beliefs and the conditioning that we kind of grow up with. So it sounds like, yeah, it's a really powerful practice to get people to start looking back to themselves and establishing that safety and trust within their body again. Would you say that's an accurate thing to say around this type of work? Yes, absolutely. That's a a perfect way to put it. And I think as I started being in more healing spaces, it really is that it's just allowing, giving yourself the space to be, whether that's be angry or be sad or be hysterical. Like it's all okay. And it's all accepted. And that's why I love being in healing spaces or holding a container for breath. Cause it's like, whatever emotions are coming up to be released, it's all just beautiful. It's all okay. It's all just ready to come up and go. And, you know, I don't know about you, but growing up, it's like, if you were crying, it's like immediately would be this like, overwhelming. Oh my gosh, what's wrong? Something's wrong. Something's wrong. And it's like, when I became and began to be in these healing spaces, it's like, oh, you're crying. Beautiful. Great job. You're doing good. Let it come up, let it go. And it's like this complete shift of narrative where it's, it's, it's okay to feel it doesn't mean that something's wrong or something's bad. And it's, it's actually celebrated to feel your emotions and feel your feelings. And, you know, we don't need people to be harder or to be tougher and not feel. And it's like these narratives and these conditionings, like you said, that were taught growing up. It's like, no, I actually want to be soft. I want to be open. This is my natural state of being and it's, it's who I am and it's what the world needs. And so by allowing myself to just sit with and feel those feelings and regulate that, then I can allow myself to be and then be soft and be feminine and be, you know, like who I am and be celebrated for that and and that to be accepted. As you were saying that, it reminded me of why we go to these spaces in the first place, because 
actually just having someone hold that space and let you know that it's fully safe to feel everything you're experiencing. And I think so many people have had that same experience. I have definitely had that where people are scared, like maybe our parents, caregivers and things are fearful of how do they handle these kind of strong emotions as children if we're kind of having a bit of an outburst, we're crying, we're told to like push it down or, or stop it. And actually it's it's all welcome. And I think the breathwork space and these healing spaces just show that and I think that's so beautiful in itself so yeah just wanted to reflect that back on what you just said and I am also curious because it sounds like as I said I've done a couple of these practices myself but I've never really gone like so deep into a breathwork experience where I have had like a full kind of emotional release Uh, I've had experiences where I've become quite panicky and quite Uh, scared and quite yeah fearful of the process itself and I wonder if this is like a common thing actually or what your understanding of maybe why this experience would happen to somebody yeah absolutely yeah everyone is going to have a completely different experience and especially like some people have come to me and they're, they say, I haven't cried in 10 years or so. Right. And so maybe the first breath work session, they're not going to be able to have a release and that's okay. Maybe they just need to kind of feel their bodies a little bit more. And what's interesting with the, the panic, um, I've also had experiences like that where I've felt panic come up and I didn't feel safe in the space. And, and that was for me, something to kind of look at and say, okay, what is a what is it about this space that I don't feel safe in, or this with this facilitator or this type of breath, and finding that what is what is right for you. And with my breath work, I never want to push anyone to keep breathing if they don't feel that that's right for them. I'm really just going to help you to navigate what's right for you. If you want to just kind of lay there in your experience, then that's it. And and just feel kind of what, what you feel even being in this type of setting, then maybe that's enough for you to reach today. Like I'm never going to push someone to go further than they need to, or want to. And sometimes it takes a couple different sessions for someone to actually feel comfortable in that space. And another thing I would recommend is like, if you did have an experience where you felt kind of panicky, then maybe a one-on-one session would be good because we can really just begin to slow down and navigate where you're feeling that in your body and just help you process that one-on-one Like I said, even in some of my one-on-one healing sessions, we don't even get into the breath. The intention is to have a one-on-one and I'm guiding you through the breath, but sometimes so much stuff comes up before you even get into the breathing that we can spend the whole hour just processing that and processing where that's feeling and what it's bringing up for you, or maybe a memory comes up just by being in the space. So That's kind of the difference between if you're doing a one-on-one session or a group breathwork session, right? So in the group, I don't have as much uh, ability to one-on-one sit with you and be as as tapped in and you talking back to me and telling me what you're experiencing. And so really, I would tell people to kind of feel into what what feels best for you or talk to me and we can feel into that of like, what's the best way for you to start? Is it in a group setting? 
is it an in-person group setting, right? Which is different than a virtual group setting, or is it going to be one-on-one? And also virtually can be nice too. Like I experienced for my whole first year of breathwork was all virtual. My training was virtual. I've had in-person training now as well, but I find virtual can be just as powerful, especially because you can be alone in your room and that it's can be a little bit intimidating for people's first time in a group of like really being able to like let go with people around them, even though they're in their experience and they're not seeing you. I think there's a lot of benefits to virtual that we got to experience more during COVID um, because you have that, that privacy, you're in your own setting, you're in your own space. So sometimes people can have a, a, a deeper response because they feel that safety of being in their own space. I'm not sure if that answered your question. That's perfect. You said so many things in there as well, just the importance of being trauma-informed and really giving someone that choice back. You know, it's their body helping them to even get curious. It sounds like with the questions and the support and guidance that you offer in your sessions, it's like you're helping them to get curious and be really honest with themselves, where their bodies are, what they can handle and get them to see maybe what their capacity is just by this sort of gentle support and guidance, it sounds like, which I think is going to be transformative in itself, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's another thing that I kind of felt was missing when I first started in the transformational coaching space. It was a lot of really pushing people to the edge, pushing people to have a breakthrough where a lot of the times if that can re-traumatize people, if you're not aware of the traumas that they have, if they're not really aware of what's in their body going on in their bodies, and they're not feeling at choice, then that can re-traumatize people and keep people in a trauma loop. And I've seen that happen. And so it was so important for me to, with my, my training and certification to be in a very trauma informed space where it's slow and gentle, and we're never pushing people further than they need to go to have a breakthrough right? It's like, they always need to be at choice. And so I think that there's a fine line between pushing someone to their edge, or pushing someone too far kind of past their capacity. And to me, like pushing someone a little bit to the edge feels expansive in the body, but pushing someone past where they their capacity can go or too far, it's going to feel And it's like, can re-traumatize and not be a safe space. So when you're choosing a facilitator, really making sure that they are trauma-informed and that it's a slow and gentle process so that you are not re-traumatized, right? I never want someone to leave a session feeling like, like in, in a more of a traumatized space than before. And I know I've been in, in spaces like that. And so really using your discernment and that the facilitator is always bringing you back to choice and you back to choosing and knowing in your body, what, what feels right and what feels like a yes or no. And then if that, if you aren't sure, then having them help you to navigate and bringing you back to what is a yes and what is a no in your body? Because that's something that I think has been so um, confusing boundaries and yeses and nos in our bodies when we live in a society that's constantly conditioning us to 
not trust what our body's telling us. So we can, those cues can be very um, confused. And that was a big journey for me when I first started this of like, whoa, I don't even know what is a yes or no. A yes actually feels, or when I'm honoring my body, it actually feels uncomfortable and wrong because I've been so taught to dishonor and dishonor my body's cues. So that recalibration process is also really important in having a facilitator that understands that um, and can be tapped in enough to know where you're at and how to navigate that with you. That is so important. And I think so many people will resonate with that piece, you know, not actually knowing how a yes or no feels in our body, because maybe we just never were encouraged to listen to ourselves. And you're doing it all from the mind. And and maybe it's just through habit, you know, in everyday life, start to maybe say yes or no to things when you actually really don't know, like how to listen to what your body is telling you. And again, this is this can become problematic when we're saying yes or no to the wrong things and we're self-abandoning and we're dishonoring that piece of us. And that again is causing even, well, potentially more trauma and dysregulation in the nervous system, right? If we continue to live in that way. Yes, absolutely. And I think that that, like you said, that self-betrayal, that self-abandonment, especially as a highly sensitive child, I think that we we learn this self-abandonment and self-betrayal as a normal kind of almost base pace in order to be accepted in society, in order to be accepted as, as what is normal. And that's almost like imprinted into our nervous systems. And, you know, there's so many examples of this, even when it comes down to eating or food of like, being forced to eat things that your body's saying no to, right, then you start learning, oh, okay, well, I guess a yes is a no, because my body's saying no, but I'm being told no, that I that I have to eat this. And so it it starts getting confused at such a young age, um, especially when you're you're highly sensitive, you're picking up on so much stuff around you and it becomes imprinted on that nervous system. And so, yeah, really resetting that or, or having a, a safe way. Again, it's like feeling it in your body. What does it feel like in your body when you say yes to something that really is actually a no? And having someone really navigate that with you, because that can be a really emotional experience when you start to recognize that, what that felt like as a child and where you've been doing that in your life and what that really has been, you know, costing you and then reestablishing, you know, those boundaries with the outside world and with yourself and, and, and having, you know, reestablishing that relationship with yourself that's not from a place of of self-betrayal and self-abandonment that a lot of us had to learn, unfortunately, as our, our normal way of being. Yeah, that's huge, that one. And I think just that part about, you know, listening, listening into our body, you know, the intuition piece that we picked up on at the start as well, like how this, how just being in tune with our breath on a very conscious level from day to day can probably start to initiate this kind of practice, would you say? Because I know that in my work, I I get people who are able to focus on their body and I have to kind of gauge where people are at in their nervous system, but we start to take them on, on, on body scans and 
helping them to kind of create more of that connection through the mind body and see where they're at and just start to get a bit of a feel of their sensations. And again, with the breath of where, if we're doing that, we're still, we're supporting that connection in itself. So I know you mentioned this sort of earlier when you touched on how to consciously start with that diaphragmatic breathing on a day-to-day basis, just taking that breath a little bit deeper. But would you say there's anything other than that? Or would you say that's kind of the main starting point if anyone's listening and they're like, I just want to start from something I can do at home, maybe five minutes a day or as many points throughout the day, just to support me in getting back in touch with my body and my body's kind of inner wisdom. Yeah, absolutely. I think just really taking moments throughout the day exactly to kind of slow down and reconnect with the breath, like, and even just take a breath before I speak. And then another breath that I really love to do is it's it's technically called a waterfall breath, but kind of just noticing your posture, slowing down and then breathing in through the nose And then breathing out very slowly through the mouth. Mm. Almost like you're breathing out through a straw. And as I do this, I like to actually imagine like all the thoughts and everything going on in the top of my head. As I'm breathing out slowly through the mouth, the energy is moving down slowly into my heart and then expanding out. So I use this breath as a way to bring me back into my heart. And when I'm there, I know that everything's kind of slowed down a little because it's bringing me back into my body, into my heart. And for me, I can like hear then like the the truth or clarity more when I'm living through my heart. So that's a waterfall breath. You can practice that just a few times throughout the day. And you instantly, when I do it, I feel like my shoulders drop. I feel like tension release from places that I didn't know there was tension. And it really helps me just to like bring myself back back inside. I love that. I didn't know that was called the waterfall breath, but I know the exact one. And that feeling of blowing out of a straw feels so good. Like it immediately relaxes me. So I, yeah, I really recommend that one. Yeah. There's a lot of science behind what that's actually doing to reset the nervous system. Yeah. The breath, it's so powerful. And yeah, it's been so amazing just to hear everything that you've shared. And I've learned some things again, like, yeah, it just blows me away that there is so much actually you can do from the breath and so much you can get from it. And I'd love for you to be able to share how people can work with you, how they can find you and anything you've got at the moment going on for you that people can get involved in. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And that's exactly that. Like I want people to understand the potential of their own breath for their quality of their lives. There's really so much there. And so, yeah, I, I have a couple different things. If you're interested in just kind of trying out what all this breathwork stuff is about, I created a, a course called flow and it's a 30 day kind of challenge. And what it is, it's 30 minutes of the transformational breath per day for 30 days. And there's different themes around all of it. And so the idea is to clear out all stagnant energy so that you can live in your most abundant self, your most aligned timeline, and just clearing that out each day. So there's 30 days in there. They're each 30 minutes of of breath. They all have a different theme. 
They all have a different playlist, putting the heart, calling an opportunity, self-love, inner child. There's so many themes in here and you don't have to do it all 30 days. You can go in and again, use your intuition of asking, oh, which day feels like the best for me right now? And just choose one of the days. You can have fun with it. There's a journal that comes with it. So this is just kind of like a fun course that I created um, for people to start dipping their toe into, into breath work. It's only $33 right now. Eventually it will be more, but I really want this to be an accessible way for people to begin to access this type of breath work. So, and that's at head to heart marketing.com slash flow. That's something that they can start now if you want to tap in. And then as always, if you're interested in a one-on-one healing session with me, you can go to my Instagram, which is head to heart healing, and you can book a session there, or you can go to coreyo.com if you're, if you're wanting a one-on-one and lots of new offers coming up. I'm really excited because I'm launching a group program that's going to start January 1st and it's called inner alignment. And this is something that I created through my whole journey of transformation of the different somatic practices and tools that I did to reconnect with my intuition, reconnect with my body, and then basically set me on a whole new path in my life, which I didn't even talk about here, but um, leaving New York City and traveling for the last year, completely following my spiritual path, meeting new teachers and guides and yeah, living through Costa Rica and Guatemala and connecting with different types of, you know, medicine and healing um, in these beautiful healing spaces and nature. So what this inner alignment three month journey is, is um, using teaching you all these tools, combining breath work, different somatic experiencing, different coaching tools to really help you to clear everything out and get you on your soul's path. And so I'm really excited for this to launch. It's going to be also a community so that you have support of people. Yeah, really get to that next level and have an amazing community as well. And it'll start January 1st. And I'm going to have two free breathwork journeys in December that I haven't launched the dates of yet. But if you follow me on Instagram at Head to Heart Healing, you will see when those are launched. And so you can come on and get an idea of, you know, what this might do for you. Wow, so much going on. That's amazing. All of that sounds incredible. And I'm just so excited for your journey with this as well. And I really loved how you tied that all in, you know, just as we kind of come to the end of the episode, the reason why we're doing this work in the first place, you know, more flow, more alignment, more abundance, feeling lighter, you know, being able to move with ease in our lives every day. Sometimes we're focusing very much on what it is that we need to kind of get rid of or clear and fix. And ultimately it's it's not about that. It's bringing all parts of us back together, back to wholeness and recognizing that we're already those things. So yeah, I loved how you tied all of that in and go follow Cora and check out her work and her offerings. And yeah, it's just been amazing to chat with you. I've learned so much and it's been, yeah, so nice to have you here. Yes, this has been so amazing. Thank you so much for having me. This was just such a joy to talk about all of these things and we could talk for hours i am excited to keep sharing this and you know helping people to again it's all about both of our work coming back to that safety within the body and re-establishing that trust within ourselves and from that place we can move through the world in such a more empowered state and that's what we 
what we want for people, right? To create these spaces for people to feel empowered. I know that is part of my mission. And so that's what, what I'm here to do. And I'm so happy to, to share this. Mm, absolutely. Yeah, I love that. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. If anything I shared in today's episode has touched your heart or you feel cool to share with me any parts of your own personal journey, I'd love to hear from you. You can find me over on Instagram at I am Rachel Kelly. I'm sending you so much love and I'll see you in the next episode.